0: you have an airbnb your home might be worth more than you think find out how much at airbnb.com slash host
1: ready is relentless ready is fearless ready is fearing no foe ready for the next level renew your season ticket now and support rangers into season 2021 Prices are frozen for next season and the renewals deadline is extended. Visit rangers.co.uk slash renew to secure your season ticket today. Always Rangers. Always loyal. Jones delivers. Just
2: uh, Brace yourself. Rangers are coming. Rangers, Rangers, easy, okay. okay. Oh, thanks, just very strong. We've we you know, got the the a bit of battle fever on, but thanks, Rangers,
3: okay. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Battle Fever podcast. My name is Scott Gray, and today we kick off our yesterday's Heroes series. With a Rangers and Spurs legend, he won the 1980-81-81-82 FA Cup and the 1983-84 UEFA Cup with Spurs before joining Rangers in December 1986, where he won the 1986-87 Scottish Premier Division and the 1987-88 Scottish League Cup. He is Mr Graham Roberts. Good afternoon, Graham, and welcome to the podcast. Good afternoon, Scott. You okay? Not bad yourself? Yeah, good, man. Yeah. Good. Stay safe? Yeah, Um. am. What about yourself staying in?
2: Yeah, yeah, staying in and uh, doing what you got to do. I think uh, we're different down here at the moment. We've come out of lockout. Well, not lockout, but uh, it's. It, I've just looked on online at the moment on social media and seen about three hundred people getting off a bus. So
3: <laughs> it's madness. Just,
2: it is madness. I, I think people, you know, when when he came out on Sunday and he said that you know we're released a little bit, I think he's done wrong personally I sure think um, you know because people now there's more cars on the road there's more yep. people walking next to each other and you know there's it's, it's going to be a, a, a lot of problems coming I think
3: Graham it's the same up here even though Nicola Sturgeon's technically staying in I've said Scotland's staying in there's still people taking the, the advice from Boris and it's the same up here you know it's just it's yeah. madness common sense has to take place I think well, I mean, but-
2: you have to be. You have to be sensible, and you know it's people's lives. And yep. uh, you know, I went into Marks and Spencers the other day and queued up. And when I got inside, there was like 40 people. And <laughs> <But> I went. It's <laughs> I came back out. I just walked, turned around, and came back out. I said, I'm not going in there. So it's mad. mad. It is mad. It is the mad world at the moment.
3: We'll talk a wee bit, um, obviously predominantly a Rangers podcast, so we're going to talk about your time at Rangers, but we'll touch on, um, obviously before you joined Rangers, so you spent six years at Spurs, um, winning two FA Cups, as we said, and uh, the the UEFA Cup, how was that for you, obviously, because that's a successful time, you know,
2: in in, in that era? Yeah, it was um, when I joined in 1980, um, I left in December 86, so it was nearly seven years, Um, you know. It was a transitional period for Tottenham. Um, they had some older players um, when I joined. And then the manager decided um, he brought in Osvaldo Ardiles in 78 with Ricky Velia. And then Tony Galvin came in in 78. And then um, sort of he was in the reserves. And then he just decided he wanted to go with a bit of youth. And uh, I was brought in 1980 along with Garth Cooks and Stevie Archibald and within three months I was in the in the first team and uh, I came from non-league football and it was just, you know, let's push on and see where we go and uh, the first year we won the FA Cup which was a, a fantastic achievement for us yep. and then um, the second year we won the FA Cup again and we were starting to get better and better and we brought other players in Alan Brazil came in um, from the the other side, the, the Glasgow. <laughs> um, he came in from Ipswich, um, and then you know Paul Price came from Luton, who was a captain of Wales. And we got to the League Cup final in '82 as well. We we lost to Liverpool after extra time. We got to the semi final of the uh, Cup Winners' Cup in Barcelona. We got cheated out of that actually. And we just started to improve, and then um, the following year we should have won the league. We came, I think we came second or third, and then uh, we won the UEFA Cup in '84. And then the chairman, the new chairman, came in, Irvin Scholar, and he decided that he wanted to buy the players and get rid of our manager, who's been really successful, and it just went downhill from there. Really. How did How did you think? Find... Oh, sorry. Sorry. On you go. On you go. I was just, you know, I suppose um, I think everybody was disillusioned. You know, you know, when you lose a manager that's won three trophies, lost lost the League Cup final, um, won two Charity Shields, so he really won five, six trophies, and all of a sudden you get a new chairman, Irving Scholar, who thinks he knows more than anybody, and he wanted to buy the players. And he just wanted a coach to coach him, which was an absolute ridiculous situation, really.
3: How did you find the step up, for? Obviously, you said non-league football to, to join that club at like Spurs. which was obviously a massive club.
2: Well, um, when I first went in, I was lucky, really, because it was the end of the season. And then I came back and done a really hard pre-season and um, sort of just got in with it, really. And, you know, I was in the reserves. Um, the reserves were top of the league i was playing in midfield at the time um and then sort of um got into the squad but in, in them days there was only one substitution you know so one substitute so it wasn't seven eight on the bench it was just one and you had to fight your, your your corner to get on that in that squad or in that on that bench and uh yeah so i i worked hard i used to go back in the afternoons and work with peter shreves And then I got my lucky break. And, uh, you know, I got in. We played Arsenal in the League Cup. I was on the bench, came on, did okay. Then we played Stoke away and I came on again. And then I think it was November or December uh, 1980 that uh, we played Liverpool away. And um, Terry Oroff broke his fingers. Well, I actually pushed him against the wall in training. He broke his fingers and... uh, I took his place on the Saturday and played right back and uh, kept my place all the time. Then, did you mean that then? Well, you always mean things when you're in training. You just want to win. And that, it was accident actually. I, we both ran towards the wall. We played in the gym on the Friday, and he got there first. And I just lent my hand out, and he pushed his fingers against the uh, wall and broke five well four fingers. So.
3: So moving some
2: on way bit... to into, Some way to get into the team, didn't
3: it? <laughs> hey, listen, hook up a crook. You got there and you stayed there. <laughs> um, you moved to Rangers in 1986, December 1986. Uh, when did you first kind of hear about Rangers' interest? When did the, the move kind of materialise? Well,
2: it was in. David Pleat took over um, in, in May 86. Uh, and his first phone call to me was, um, You're not my type of player soon as I get an offer you're being sold and I worked hard all through the summer played in midfield uh, with Aussie Ardilis, Glenn Oddle and Chris Waddle and Paul Allen and he just couldn't get me out of the team and I I was happy at Tottenham I loved it there Um, and then we played um, I came up and watched the League Cup final when we beat Celtic Rangers beat Celtic 2-1 Terry Butcher played and um, he was captain and uh, on the way back I sat next to Graham soon as his brother-in-law on the flight back and we just got chatted I said um, he asked me what was happening and I just said look I'm up for sale um, but I, you know, I'm enjoying the football at the moment and he must have told Graham and then I got a phone call three days later asking me would I be interested to come to Rangers and uh, I said yeah and then all of a all of a sudden, um that was in September, October, I think it was October I think it was. And then they made three offers. He turned down the first two and then in December, uh I think it was December the fifteenth or eighteenth, something like that, he made an offer and I got a phone call from David Pleat at five o'clock in the morning. We were playing Chelsea on that day, and David Pleat rang me and uh, said, you've been sold, we don't want you, you know, you can go. And uh, that was it. And uh, I went up to Rangers, spoke to Graham, took five minutes to sign the forms, and that was it. History.
3: Their loss was Rangers' gain, I would say. Anyway, um, you, played your, you made your debut at Ibrooks against Dundee United in a 2-0 win. Uh, goals goes with Ali McCoist and uh, yeah. Robert Fleck. Um, we were sitting fourth when you came in. I think I'm yeah, right in yeah, saying yeah. that. And Something like that. What, watching on YouTube anyway, the ovation that you got for the Rangers supporters when you made your debut was quite kind of something. How how did it feel for yourself to put on that blue jersey and run out of Ibrox?
2: Oh, it's amazing. Um, you know, I love the club. I love. There, there's there's clubs in my life that I play for, but Rangers and Tottenham are right at the top. Um, you know, I uh, I never don't get me wrong. I I, I wouldn't have left Tottenham um, if David pleat hadn't been there. I wouldn't have left them because I had a good contract. But when I came to Ibrox, and that day I ran out on that pitch, it was amazing. The noise, and I was involved in both goals. So, you know, it just made it even better, really, against Dundee United. And then, you know, four days later, or three days later, we're playing Celtic um, at Ibrox, and we beat them 2-0 as well. And we just started to improve then. And then all of a sudden, once we... We caught them, um, there was only one team going to win the league.
3: I was reading up, and I believe, I think it's in your book as well, and I believe that y- y- you had an altercation with the Celtic Sporters.
2: Always. <laughs> <laughs> I still do now. Um, <laughs> no, no, well, after the game, after the, we like, because I was living in a hotel, and uh, my mate came up with his wife, and my little girl, and my wife. And we went out for something to eat afterwards after the game and just went to a local restaurant in, in the city. And we got in, ordered a drink. And uh, as we were drinking it, the waiter came over, the maitre d'. He said, uh, Mr. Roberts, do you mind leaving? He said, because we've got a few Celtic supporters in here and you know they don't want to be in here when you're in here. And I said, well, tell them to go then. I, didn't, I said a bit more... <laughs> worst, worst. so all of a sudden they went out they all left and there must have been 15 of them 20 and uh we had our meal drink and then um sort of went out my mate went and got the car and when we got in the car they all came round it and started pushing it so i did tip it over but anyway, we got away we got away but that was one of many
3: <laughs> you scored your first Rangers goal uh, A week later And a 1-0 win Away at Motherwell What is your memory of that game in, sc- in scoring your first goal?
2: It was an amazing goal <laughs> I, scored, <laughs> I scored from 40 yards um, Well The game was called off On the I think on the New Year's Eve, New Year's Day um, And Because we played Celtic Just before New Year's And And uh, we played. We went to Motherwell and the pitch was icy. So they called it off and we played the following Tuesday. And uh, I remember picking the ball up about 20, 30 yards inside my own half. And I ran to the halfway line. And just over the halfway line, I, I thought, well, I'll have a shot. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody just looked at me and I, I would just hit this ball and it just flew into the bottom corner of the net and it was an amazing goal. And uh, You know, it's a pity it wasn't on TV because it might have won goal of the season. <laughs> um, obviously, at that
3: time, when when Sooners had came in, expectations that Rangers were heightened majorly, you know, that obviously the pressure on that team considering we hadn't won the league in so many years. Could you feel that pressure building um, week, week to week then?
2: Well, I never ever worried about pressure. Um, i wasn't a nervous sort of person, um but I knew when I joined that we had a team good enough to win the league otherwise i'm most you know, used to joining the team that you're not going to win the league. you always had that belief in you, and the manager was brilliant he, he you know he always had that feeling as well and um we uh i think we went if i'm get me right about eleven hundred and ninety odd games uh, minutes without conceding a goal well if you if you sew up your defense and you don't give goals away then you're gonna you're gonna have a good chance to win games so because we had we had great forwards we had the magician in davy cooper you know the gaffer was playing midfield um we had probably one of the best players if he hadn't got injured it probably would have been one of the greatest players was ian Dren and yeah. uh You know, so those players we had in the team, we knew we had a good side. And uh, it was just about making sure that we never give sloppy goals away. I think we gave one away and that was against Hamilton and we lost in the cup. Um, Other than that, I think we went 11, 1200 minutes without conceding the goal. And uh, we pushed on then and Celtic couldn't live with us.
3: Going, I've gone back a wee bit to that old firm game. I mean, obviously it was your Old firm debut, and yeah. watching the highlights of it yourself, Graham Soonis, David Cooper, Adam McCoy, it just seemed to be that there was, it was just Celtic could your live ways that day. You know what I mean? With yeah. guys, guys like yourself and who I've mentioned there on top of their game like that. How, how, how good a feeling does that give yourself? Obviously, known that on the field that day, there isn't anybody really that could touch you.
2: Yeah, well, that's that's why. Graham, hopefully Graham bought me. Um, it was to sort of, you know, to give a bit of steel into the team. I played with Terry with, in England um, for the England national team. So we knew each other inside out. We had a great goalkeeper behind us. But it's about getting an understanding all together. And, yeah. you know, everybody, as soon as we went on that pitch, especially at home, we knew we, we wouldn't get beat. We knew we were we were good enough to win every game, and uh, I think if you got that in in that still inside you, and you got that in you know in the team, then you're going to win you're going to win most games, and uh, you know he, that's what he did, and 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 you know on that day, we never ever felt we were going to lose the game. We went two 0 up. Could, we could have scored three or four, which we should have really, but we missed chances, but. Yeah, you know, we once we got the two goals, that was it. We were we were comfortable.
3: Yeah, um, you touched on the the Hamilton game. Obviously, the defeat in the cup. Um, what is your memories of that game? Because obviously Rangers absolutely dominated them and just never put the ball yeah. back in the net. Also, after that, I read up. Can yeah. I heard about Sinist sticking his foot through the through the TV in the changing room? TV, yeah,
2: he wasn't happy. <laughs> <laughs> what, what is your yeah. memories of that? Well, you know, everybody was disappointed because we felt we could have done the treble. You know, they'd already done the League Cup. Um, We felt we could have gone all the way in the Scottish Cup as well. But, you know, cup games are one-offs, I think we could have played for the next two weeks. We still wouldn't have scored after that. You know, it was, I think we had about 45, 50 shots at goal and then ball wouldn't go in the net. And it it was, you know, it was an amazing game. It was like, and the gaffer was disappointed, but on the Monday morning, he picked us up, we had another league game to go and, and we uh, we went on with it.
3: Yeah. Uh, we, we then went unbeaten domestically until a 3-1 defeat uh, to Celtic at Parkhead. Does a defeat like that, despite the fact that you're in good form, despite the fact that, obviously, we were the dominant team in the country, or certainly on our way to becoming the dominant team in the country, does that just make you more determined as a player to to, to clinch that title and show and and basically, get something to show for your Well, I think, it
2: gave, I think it gave Celtic hope because yeah. uh, we didn't we played okay, but we didn't play as well as we had. Um, and it just opened it up a bit for them. And, you know, and uh, sort of we just had to get our minds right again and, and go again. And uh, we did. And, you know, I think sometimes it gives you a kick up the backside when you you know, you know take it for granted you're going to win every game. So yeah. it just brings you back down to earth, really. It's
3: that test of character that probably keeps you going a wee bit and probably where we've been found wanting in recent seasons is when we've had that wee defeat after being in a good mm-hmm. run. We've not yeah. necessarily responded well
2: to it. No, no. Well, I think now what that, what's happening is you have a break. We didn't have a break then.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, but you have a break now and I think Rangers go the opposite way after yeah. that break. You know, they just don't... They're, they're better off just playing, 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 and it gives it gives you that momentum. Mm-hmm. When you have a break for two weeks, three weeks, whatever it is, or a month, whatever, all of a sudden you get a bit lackadaisical and 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 you know the manager, I feel sorry for them really, because when you've got a team doing really well and they were top of the league, all of a sudden you know you're, you're at seven, eight, nine, ten points behind again, and yeah it just, it, just it, it doesn't help you so you know the momentum keeps you going and you know when you have a break sometimes it disrupts players yeah.
1: loyalty to Rangers is what binds us and together we are stronger launching for the 2021 season the Majors membership program is a new way to get even closer to the club you love it's the one place where you can access benefits like ticketing priority, club discounts and exclusive competitions and experiences. There's even a limited edition welcome gift when you join. Visit rangers.co.uk slash to join today. Always Rangers. Always loyal. Always rewarded. The title was
3: clinched away to Aberdeen in the 2nd of May and yeah. a 1-1 draw. Um, Terry Butcher scored the goal for us. Um, Falkert beat Celtic that day 2-1 as well, which obviously helped towards us yeah, clinch the will. title.
2: Yeah, what happened, um, Graham, before the game, the gaffer said to us, look, go out, just play your normal game, we'll get the result, because we still had another game to go. We, we needed a win out of the two games to win the league. Yeah. Um, it didn't matter what Celtic did. If we won one game out of the two, then we would win the league. And uh, we had St. Mirren at home the following week, which we knew would be a difficult game because they would come and get everybody behind the ball. Yeah. and like they usually do. So we went to Aberdeen and he said, like, you know, don't lose your heads. Just get out there, play your game. And after 20 minutes, he got sent off. So that didn't help. Um, so anyway, Terry scored a great goal, great header. Um, and then uh, they went down the other end about five minutes before halftime and equalised. And then the second half, we, we played with 10 men. We played sensibly. We held out, and then about a minute from the end of the game, we heard all the Rangers fans singing. And that Celtic had got beat at home to folk at 2 1, and then the party started. And the referee, I think the referee, waited till he was right near the corner flag before he blew the whistle. <laughs> and he blew the whistle, and just every Rangers fan in the stadium just ran on the pitch, and it was. It was, well, it was fantastic, and like ripping shirts off of your shorts. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we got back in the dressing room, and then we got dressed again, and uh, we came back out, and there there must have been eight, ten thousand Rangers fans outside the ground, and all the Aberdeen fans had gone, and they let the Rangers fans in. So it was, it was a brilliant afternoon, brilliant afternoon.
3: Fantastic. What did that title win mean to you personally?
2: Oh, listen, I played in. I don't know, uh, five, six cup finals, um, never lost one. I played for Chelsea, I won the league. I played for Rangers, I won the league. And I won the league cup. So, it means everything. You know, winning, it means everything. You know, people can have all this money in the world. But when they grow up and they say to their kids, "Oh, or the kids say to them, what did you win, Dad, playing football? I no no but I was on 100 grand a week.
3: Yeah, I know. You
2: know I've got medals, I've got yeah. you know. People say well you were probably a bit lucky, you played in good teams. Yeah, but I I still felt I was a good player. Um, you know, managers don't buy bad players, do they? No. So, you know, they some, you know, they, they, they at least you they think you've got something. in them I I was just fortunate enough that I won all those all those trophies and uh you know, I, I, it's, it's it's the greatest achievement ever. You know, to come in for the last six months of that season to win the league after being four, six points behind and whatever it was, um, was was a great feeling. And uh, we had a great party. And, and then we celebrated the following week against St. Nier and that was even better.
3: Yeah. What uh, was life like in the dressing room? With guys like Adam McCoy, Ian Durant? And David Cooper,
2: yeah, they were all sort of the characters. In a football team, you have to have characters. You have to have different characters, and you know. And I think Graham bought us myself, Terry, Chris Woods. You know, and um, they bought. He bought us into because we were winners. You know, we didn't like losing, and um, we had that mentality. And but we also had a bit of fun. You mm. know, we had a bit of fun, and and. You know the gaffer offered me a new contract on the way back from Aberdeen, which I signed. Um, and yeah, you know, in the dressing room, you had a bit of fun with McCoyston and Durant, and you know, and used to have the Scots play the English or <laughs> the players that have played in England on a Friday, and used to be like World War Two. No, there was no, there was no, uh, I would take it easy, no, the like the English lads and the the People that played in the English league wanted to win as much as the <laughs> the Scottish lads, and and we. But that was the competitiveness that we had in the yeah. team, and you took that onto the pitch on on, on, on the weekends.
3: Yeah, So all saying that into your training the way you play.
2: Yeah, That's, uh, Listen, I've always said that, even when I became coach, and you know, I say to play, I said to players, you know, if you don't train that like you're going to play on a Saturday then you're letting yourself down mm-hmm. because that gives you the momentum to carry through all week and so, you know, hopefully they, they learn from it.
3: Yeah. Uh, what was life uh, like to play under guys like Graham Sooners and Walter Smith as his assistant? How, how did, obviously, with yourself playing for England and stuff like that, how did they compare to the top coaches that you'd worked under? Oh,
2: that's good, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I had a great manager in Keith Berkenshaw. Um, Peter Shreves was a great coach. Walter was a, um, a fantastic coach, um, fantastic man-manager. Graham, when he played, left it to Walter. And when Graham was on the on the side, you know, Graham used to show his feelings. He was a winner. He didn't yeah. want players on that pitch not giving 100%. And at the end of it, you know, you were, uh, you know, what what he used to say was, "Don't I don't want you to give any more than what I give on the pitch. And he gave everything, so you know that's all he wanted off of players and the players responded to that, and I think the ones that were there when he took over and it, and they and they were they wants are good he got rid of, it. and he yeah. brought in players that that wanted to play for the jersey and wanted to win trophies and, and that's the way he is you know he, he i listen, everybody knows that I fell out with him, but it was over a stupid incident, and we are good friends. You know, now yeah. I, I speak to him, and we're all good, good, good pals. That's football. That yeah. happens in football. You know, and, and at the end of it, he wanted to bring in Gary Stevens and and uh, Trevor Stevens, and he needed money. Well, you know, the only thing I ever said to him was, "I wish, I wish you'd have just come out and told me, and then we could have had a discussion and and done things like that." I don't, you know, you don't need to always try to ruffle people up and get rid of them that way. Yeah, And we're, we're good friends now Yeah, we're good friends
3: uh, We started season 1987-88 We won 1-5 in the league Obviously, given the fact that We'd come off the back of winning um, a league championship yeah. Just how was that start Kind of perceived amongst the support Amongst the media in Scotland Where it's a, a frenzy at the best of times
2: Well, we didn't start off pre-season too well We went to um, Zurich And uh, Switzerland And our first game we got beat 5-0 um but they were ready to start their season we wasn't and uh, mm-hmm. i think um the bottom line of it was that you know maybe teams were going to make it very difficult for us that second year richard goff came in terry butcher broke his leg i think in september october something like that just be- before the league cup i oh, know he got sent off didn't he before that and then yeah. and then we won the league cup um, and then we started to pick up again, and then Terry broke his his, his, his shin. And, uh, you know, it just put, it made, it gave us a setback, really. Um, and we were always trying to catch up with Celtic after that.
3: Yeah. Like, going on in the Celtic game, obviously, the Old Firm game, we were obviously 2-0 down. We managed yep. to get it back. We got two each. Obviously, yep. an action-packed game if it's hard
2: to finish.
3: More more than one. To say the least. What are your memories of that game? Do you have any regrets Uh, for that game?
2: No, I don't. I don't have one regret. I never have one regret on anything I've ever done in football. Um, I think, you know, Chris getting sent off, uh, McAvenny getting sent off, uh, me going in goal. I never touched the ball and I picked the ball out of the net twice.
1: Um,
2: We were on top. Um, we went in at half-time, 2 nil down, which we shouldn't have been, but that's what, Terry owned goal, just before half-time, Terry Butcher, so, you know, it was a, it was a strange, when we went in there, the gaffer was brilliant, he just, you know, he said, look, come on, we're down to 10 men, they're down to 10 men, our fitness will tell, we got the home crowd, we got 40-odd thousand, fifty thousand 50,000 people here, supporting us, Give them something to cheer and they'll get behind you. And you know, so we went back out and uh we we scored early on, McCoist, and it gave us a lift. And then uh, you know, the noise when Richard Goff got it the last kick of the game, last yeah. minute, um was was amazing. Um, you know, and everybody was celebrating. I was by myself in the goal. Um and they kicked off and the ball came back to me. I got the ball and I, he knee me in my, my thigh, which I went down. I shouldn't have really, but I went <laughs> down just to waste of time really. And uh, I got up and I just heard this singing and I thought, oh, I enjoyed that. So I started waving the arms and, and, and I looked at all the players and the players were looking at me going, what the heck are you doing? But the, the noise was so loud in the... the the song was so good that I just enjoyed myself. And uh, yeah, people say, "Do you do you regret it?" No, I don't. Not at all. Um, in the, in the football, it's part and parcel of football. Sometimes you do silly things, and people say it's silly. I don't think it was. I thought I enjoyed it. So yeah, that's the main thing.
3: What annoys me about incidents like that is guys like yourself. Whenever whenever people mention Graham Roberts or people say, or conducting the choir." But to be quite honest with you, Graham Roberts won a league championship. Graham Roberts won yeah. the cup. Graham Roberts was part of a team that went to the quarterfinal in the, the European Cup.
2: We should have, we should have got to the final. That um, yeah. we gave a sloppy goal away at home, and put they went three nil up. We 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 played them and lost two nil stour away. Um, and the gaffer gave two goals away that night. And uh, you know when we played at home, Adji went through in the first minute and scored. But we beat them three one, and yeah. we went out on away goals, and they went on and won the final, didn't they? So, yeah. uh, you know, we, we 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 were as good as them, um, maybe better, but we just didn't have the luck of the luck of the draw. Yeah.
3: Obviously, we had success in the league cup. Uh, we beat Still and the and Hearts and Motherwell on our way to the final against Aberdeen, and what was another absolutely action packed final?
2: A great game. Yes, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was a great game. Um, I saw it the other night, actually. It was on... Somebody put it on, uh, on Facebook and I, I, showed you, I showed you about 40 minutes of it. It was really good. Really. Yeah.
3: What were what your memories of the game over the you know the 90 minutes? And, and well, Terry and involved? Chris
2: were suspended, wasn't they? Um, so, Nicky Walker came in goal. I was made captain. Um, yeah, it was uh, end-to-end stuff. Um, they were a good side, Aberdeen, at the time. Um we never underestimated them. I have a good story actually um anyway we you know we 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 got back like we i think we were were we three one down or three two down yeah uh, and i I added the ball down and I remember uh I think it was either grant or Flex scored the equalizer three three went into extra time and uh penalties, and then we won and um it was an amazing, amazing, amazing game. David Cooper was amazing on the day. Yeah. He was brilliant. Scored a great goal. Anyway, um, a few years later, I went to Chelsea. Or a year later, I went to Chelsea. And my room partner was Peter Nicholas, who was playing for Aberdeen at that time. He moved to Chelsea as well. Yeah. And he was telling me a story. He said, uh, when they got back on the bus, the Aberdeen players, at the end of the game, going home, He was the last one to get on the bus. And Alex McLeish stood up, started clapping and said, and here's the fella, Peter Nicholas, who cost us the cup. Here's the penalty.
3: (laughs) Fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) Bet he felt good.
2: (laughs) He said, said, I didn't know what to do.
3: (laughs) Um, You left Ibrox in August 1988. Obviously, you've touched on it. Controversial circumstances after a fallout with the manager, yep. Graham Soonis. You've said yourself, you're obviously two years of, of discussed things and you're obviously yeah, yeah. good mates now. What were your feelings at the time, um, and how long did it take? Can I go over uh, what happened well, between yourself? It
2: was the last. It was the last game of the season at home. They had one to go at Falkirk away, mm-hmm. but the home game they um, sort of we drew one one with Aberdeen. And Bomber was centre half with me, and um, he came off with a hamstring about twenty, fifteen minutes, twenty minutes ago. And Scott Nisbet came on, and I said to Scott at the time, "Just pick up Brian Irvin from corners." Last minute, Brian Irvin scores a header from a corner. So we go in, sit down, and I'm sat next to Scott, and the gaffer's raging. And I said, don't say nothing. So anyway, he's effing and blinding and all this. And we got beat and we haven't won the league. And and he started ranting and raving. And my head was down. I was just looking down at the floor. And I said to Scott, don't answer back to him. He said, he's talking to you. (laughs) So so I looked up and just said a, a word beginning with B and ends with, S, and uh, he said, "Well, that, you're going to call me that." He said, "That's your last game you'll ever play for Rangers," and that was it. And from there, I sort of I went to the game the following week, and he wasn't happy about that. He said I should have kept away, uh, but I was I was part of Rangers Football Club, and I wanted yeah. to go. Yep. Um, and there was a demonstration, wasn't there, at Folkert. Um And then we had the end of the season. And then I came back pre-season and I was told not to come into training. I would have to come in at six o'clock at night and train by myself, uh, which I did. I ran around the track and uh, I was there till eight o'clock at night, every night. And then, um, sort of, it, it, I said, I went and saw him and I said, look, Gaffer, you know, I need to play. Nobody's going to buy me if I'm not fit. Yeah. So I need to train. So anyway, I, I Still was training by myself and they sent me to Fort William um, with the reserves mm-hmm. and we had three people on the bench, subs and me and we had Peter McCloy and Jimmy Nickel and we played one game on the Friday and we had another game on the Sunday and uh, on, the sun, on the Friday the lads had a few, like a couple of beers like they did afterwards. We went back to the hotel and they said look on the Sunday we'll pull up three of us will pull up with hamstrings or groins. Mm-hmm. So you get at least you get a game. So 20 minutes, 30 minutes into the game, one pulled up, two pulled up. So the two subs went on. There was me left with Peter Nick with Jimmy Nichols and Peter McCloy. And uh, the other lad goes, like somebody else goes down injured. So Peter McCloy looks at Jimmy Nichols and says, what we doing? So Jimmy Nickle went in and got changed and he went on the pitch. He was a coach at the time, manager. Yeah. He went and got changed and went on the pitch. And then another injury. The lads were just winding them up now. Well, we were about 5 nil <laughs> up. And Peter McCoy went in and got changed and went on the pitch and I was still left on the bench. Oh, no. yeah, it was a, and like we had an, somebody else got injured and they played with 10 men. <laughs> that's mad he, that, he was told so not that he, yeah he was told not to blame him so what can you do you just got to get on with it see uh, nowadays as well if that happened you would more likely to cause a dressing room revolt <laughs> yeah it would never happen would it no. yeah. um, you know but the gaffer was the gaffer and that's the way him and Walter wanted to deal with it and uh, that was fine you know the following the following uh we got back on the Monday, and on the following Wednesday, we went to um, Lancaster in, in in Manchester, near there. And I was sub again, I still never got on. And then I just travelled all around Scotland and, and England, playing, <laughs> like watching games. So my mate came, and he, I went home with him in the car. And then I got back the next day, went in the train, like training at six o'clock, got pulled. And had a right bollocking from the manager and the coach, Walter and Graham, and don't ever come back in a car next time. Well, it was just so I said, look, just why don't you just sell me and get on with it? I said because you know I can stay here for another three years. I've got a three-year contract. Yeah, but I didn't want to. I didn't want to do that. I'm not there to take Rangers Football Club's money. I wanted to play. Yeah. Anyway. We had a meeting with, I had a meeting with Graham, and uh, he went, okay. I said, look, Gaffer, let me come in and train with the reserves or the youth team. At least it's getting me fit, and I can, yeah. people will buy me. He, he went, yes, and by the time I got home, Walter had rung my wife and said, no, you're coming in at six o'clock. <laughs> Unbelievable. Jeez, Unbelievable. I'm, I'm- Unbelievable.
3: How did the fans react to that? Because obviously you you would have been a popular player
2: for Rangers at that yeah, time, you know? but listen, it is what it is, Scott. You know, it's, um, yeah. Rangers football club are bigger than any players. Yeah. So, and they always will be. The badge will always be bigger. The, the, the club will always be bigger. Yeah. You know, Um, so it was for, for the best that, you know, I got another club and all of a sudden Chelsea met what Rangers were asking for. And I went down to Chelsea and signed for them.
3: How did the, the Spurs fans and the Chelsea fans react to you? Did you join in
2: Spurs
3: <laughs> <laughs> I don't Spurs imagine you've been on.
2: Spurs fans not happy, but it wasn't <laughs> as bad as what it is now. Yeah. Um, but Spurs fans were you know I don't know, I never really asked them I just I went to Chelsea. I remember going into Chelsea, I signed the contract and Ken Bates and Bobby Campbell went to their office to register it. And the tea lady came in and he'd he'd, he'd asked her to bring me a sandwich and a cup of tea. (laughs) And The first thing she said, we don't want any of you yids here. (laughs) I said, well, you should have told me that before I signed the contract. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good start, wasn't it? But listen, I did all right for Chelsea. We got promoted. Um, I scored, I think, 20 goals that season, 22 goals that season. Um, you know, from center half, so what wow. I scored, I scored a lot of penalties, but you still got to score
3: them. All right, Rangers so, can't score penalties
2: nowadays. No, no, well, I scored <laughs> 17 in one season, so I think it was where Gordon Jury kept diving over in the penalty area. <laughs> getting, but, uh, <laughs>
3: Fantastic. Um, so you represented England as well on six occasions. Eh, yeah. Graham. How how proud was that for you to, to put on the shirt
2: of your yeah. country? Listen, whenever whenever you like you get picked for your country, you know, I'm sure the Scottish lads will say great in all them when they play for Rattava for Scotland. McCoy, you know, it's a great great honor. Yeah. Um, yes, it, it was fantastic for me. Um, it was a sorry ending for that because I ruptured my appendicitis in Brazil. Um, and I was nearly I nearly died that was in 83 I think 83 84 um, yeah I think it was 80, 84 when we won the UEFA Cup and yeah. uh, and John Barnes scored that wonder goal in Brazil but I was supposed to play in that game in the night before I had a, a appendicitis on the training pitch so I never played after that and uh, so that was a bit of a, a sad note but Listen, coming from Weymouth in four years and getting six England caps, lots of trophies, and then going to Rangers, um, you know, don't get any better.
3: Yeah. Uh, Before we kind of finish up, we need to talk about that game where you were in charge of Clyde. Um, Yes. And obviously it was a certain Master Keane's debut facility that day, and your Clyde famously knocked him out the cup, which I remember watching remember laughing it was kind of a, a good day for a Rangers sport as well and the fact that it was a Rangers legend in charge it I think made well, it a bit sweeter
2: him. I stopped him winning the track treble so yeah. that was a good thing um, but if you remember when I was manager at Clyde yeah, I think it was in September October we played Rangers in the League Cup Yeah, we were 2-1 up we, we were 1-0 down uh, half time Everybody thought we would get beat 10, 11. Um, But we had a good side. We had a decent side. And we went 2-1 up. We scored a penalty, went 2-1 up. Alex had made a few changes. Um, He put Barry Ferguson on the uh, bench. And I looked at Alex and Alex was getting a bit panicky. Yeah, And I... (laughs) I didn't mean to, but I shouted out, get Barry on, Alex. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Once an engine, always an engine. <laughs>
2: yeah. Anyway, he put Barry on and Barry changed the, I think within five minutes, it was like, it went into extra time. He got the equaliser and uh, they went on and we were a bit tired in the set, like extra time. We, we lost five two. But then sort of we got towards Christmas and uh, we were still in the cup. And then we went to just after Christmas, we, went to, I went, we were playing in Ross County and it was the day of the, the draw for the, for the FA Cup, for the Scottish Cup. And um, I was doing. we won 3-1 up there. I think we were second in the league actually, second or third in the league. And I went out to do my, I had a little kit man up there called Jimmy and uh we went out and done the like tv interview and all of a sudden it was a big cheer so the report's gone oh what's happening there i said well we've either got rangers in the cup or we've got Celtic <laughs> i said hopefully it'll be Celtic <laughs> so so i said we've already played rangers so uh for the club it was brilliant and we got Celtic and uh for the next three weeks before we played them, I'd gone to three, four games, watched them.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, as much as I didn't want to beat Rangers, which I did as a manager, but
3: yeah,
2: I wasn't, you know, it didn't hurt me if we lost. Yeah. I wanted to beat Celtic. Yeah. I really, really wanted to beat them. And I put all my efforts into that. And uh, I remember going to games and watching them and the last game we, I watched them was a week before we played them. They were at Hearts. And I'm sat with the kit man, Jimmy, and we're in the director's box. And on the way to the game, all these Celtic fans were shouting out, oh, we can't wait to stuff you next week, 10, 11. Yeah. I said, well, I'll make it 20. It'd be good for TV. It's <laughs> July, do so they were all giving me stick. And anyway, we were in the director's box and the kit man said to me, don't do anything stupid i said well i'm not doing anything stupid <laughs> so we're sitting there and we're having a chat and i said i said petrov is a brilliant player
3: yeah.
2: yeah when he plays well celtic play well and he was making forward runs and he was getting behind the hearts team and he was making tick he was brilliant on the day i said we'd have to stop him i said god i wish he'd get injured and next minute he made this run pulled his hamstring (laughs) and I jumped up in the director's box giving it yes get in there (laughs) and the kit man was telling me to sit down I said I'll bugger off (laughs) (laughs) so anyway I knew I knew Roy Keane would be playing they had Neil Lennon in midfield John Hartson up front you know and they did the lad Dewey who would come over from was it from China was it somewhere you know he was playing his debut but i we had planned all week how we were going to play it. Mm-hmm. And if anybody ever says to me, oh, Celtic were unlucky that day, yeah, they were unlucky not to get beat five. Yeah. Because we beat them 2-1. We had two goals disallowed, or three goals disallowed. We, had, we hit the bar three times. Um, so, you know, we absolutely pulverised them that day. Nobody could ever take that away in management it's my greatest day ever yeah um, and it stopped him getting the treble and that made it even better for all my Rangers mates so yeah, yeah it was a great day
3: bringing it up taking a present day before we finish up how would you assess the, the progress Rangers have made under Steven Gerrard and, and how would you assess him himself as a manager
2: yeah I think he's done really well um, the one thing I, I, he will be disappointed more than anybody yep. you know because if you look at them, they play Braga. What a game? They, what a name. Brilliant, <laughs> home and away. What a name! They were away, away from home. They were fantastic. Yeah. And then they come back and lose to Hearts. Oh. That can't happen. You can't put a performance, and that's what Stephen will be will be hurting Stephen inside him. You know because that sort of. Performing to be—they've done that every week, and that's where we did when we when I joined, and and we had that consistency. Yeah. Like at the moment, you get a cup game for Rangers, two cup games against Braga, play really well, and then you get two sloppy games against Hearts, and you know, and whatever, and and that can't happen. You know, you have to be ready for every game, and yeah. I think that's what that's what's hurting him more than more than anything. But he will get it right. You know, he, he, he's another person. He's another grand sooness. Yeah. He's a winner. He's a winner. Yeah. He wants to win things. And he will get it right. As long as the club back him and the chairman back him and the, and the club and the supporters stick with him because he will he will get it right.
3: Yeah. I think you can see the Rangers start to look a wee bit more like a football club that we recognise it yeah. when Stephen should yeah. come in the door. Well, you
2: got, now you've got your shirt sponsorship back. You can yeah. sell your own shirts. Yep. You haven't got Mike Ashley there so yeah
3: it's back now so yes. yeah Graham one thing I've just got left to say is just to thank you for your efforts when you were um, involved at Rangers because I think I speak for majority of fans when we say that players that are committed to the jersey like that they get taken to their hearts a wee bit quicker and, and stick there a wee bit longer than, than, the, than the rest so thank you very much and thanks very much for your time today
2: No, a pleasure Scott and you know um, I'll be back and watch lots of other games um, I'm not sure I can be conducting anymore but I'll be <laughs> in heart I'll be there when I'll be in the stand conducting next time
3: <laughs> I think you can come and say how's it going thanks Bill thanks, see you. thanks bye Rangers, Rangers, easy, okay. oh.